Welcome to Today on Broadway for Monday, February 10th, 2020. I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. And I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanit. No, oh, kidding. I think not. Kidding. I see I did no, that last week. No, it doesn't even week. say that in the script, which is usually what happens with Matt and I. Yeah, exactly. Well, I made fun of you on Friday or something. <laughs> wow. Like that. I said, I said, I'm Alton Culture writer Ashley Steves, and he was, like, he was like, no, he's like, you're not. And, and <laughs> yeah. I'm Broadway star like, James Marino. Not. You're not. How dare you? <laughs> yeah, it's it's the uh, Ashley and James show this week as Mr. Matt Tamanini is taking Manhattan by storm again. Oh, yeah. So I know Matt saw Tina on Sunday and saw Eden Espinosa at the Green Room 42 Sunday night. It's a pretty damn good start, if I say so myself. And, of course, you can follow along with his show schedule on both the Tweety and the Instagram if you want to live vicariously through him. I know you'll be doing some special Patreon shows for uh, Matt Takes Manhattan to Electric Boogaloo, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, in fact, let me grab that schedule here. Matt and I just oh, solidi- solidified the schedule. Uh, Matt and I are going to record Tuesday morning, Friday morning, and Monday morning. Not the you know, a week from today, uh, nice. Monday morning. So uh, we're going to cover his uh, Monday, first couple Monday. of days, and then we're going to cover the next couple of days. So it'll be three specials in the Patreon feed. Um, and also, aside from seeing Tina and Eden Espinosa, he went to go see the Star Wars parody musical. Oh, was uh, that today? On, I knew on, it was yeah. on the schedule or on Sunday. You know, we yeah. record on Sunday night, so it is yeah. still today. Spoilers. It, it is. Uh, it, it is uh, coming f- henceforth because we're Something actually recording coming. before he's uh, seen Star Wars parody musical. Yes, very true. Very true. We're yes. ahead of him. All right. So. Yeah. You can get all that over at patreon.com slash broadwayradio or broadwayradio.com slash patreon. And what, you, Peter, and Jan did some this week on Broadway? I know you talked about Bob and Carol and Ted and Alice (laughs) and probably some other people as well. Bobby, Jackie, Jack. Yeah, we did. uh, We talked about the uh, winners of the Cleveland Awards. Um, We talked about a... A new musical that's in development called Burning House by Joe Nelms. Um, we talked about the new group's production of Bob and Carol and Ted and Alice. We talked about the Medea, not really Medea, at BAM. Mm. Uh, and Peter Lover. and Jan saw that. And uh, American Utopia that Jan saw. Um, Chekhov Tolstoy, a love stories at the Min Theater Company. We saw, oh, yeah. talked about Stu at Walker Space, uh, Sister Calling My Name at the Sheen Center. Uh, Jan gave a minority report on the Soldier's Place. She she didn't oh. like it as much as we did. Oh, um, interesting. So that's a definite listen. I talked about Grand Horizons, and Ashley, you and I should talk about this because I we saw your must. tweet. Yes, I saw your tweet about. I, uh, I have I have more thoughts about people's opinions on Grand Horizons than I have on Grand Horizons. Mm, okay, <laughs> that's, that's but we you and I will talk about it, and then we can talk about it on air okay once, once we vetted our opinions <laughs> okay excellent <laughs> and then uh and then we talked about darling grenadine which is new at roundabouts underground uh yep. and sold out and unavailable because small yes. space and hot ticket uh is a combination for a lot of these uh, we're talking about later in the show too excellent so uh we should talk about our patreon 
we should talk about our Patreon. We should always talk about our Patreon. Like I said, you can get all that good stuff and more at patreon.com slash broadwayradio or broadwayradio.com slash Patreon. You know, we're doing this recording before the Oscars, which means I don't have to pay attention at all tonight, which is my form of self-care. We will talk a a little bit about it tomorrow, especially if Cynthia Erivo wins for Best Song because that would admit her into the EGOT club, which would, which would make her the youngest member of said EGOT club. But, uh, James, before we get into the meat of today's show, unfortunately, over the weekend, we had a hard bit of news. Early on Sunday, Rebecca Luker went on Twitter and made the announcement that she was diagnosed with ALS at the end of 2019. Of course, our hearts go out to both Rebecca and Danny on this just devastating hard news this comes a couple of days after she tweeted about an als drug called procedin uh which is sponsored by project als according to their sites the first that uses cells from start to finish of als patients and she was asking for anyone who can spare donations to head over to procedin2020.org we will do the same and you can find a link to that uh, website in our show notes. I mean, go send Rebecca and Danny some love and support too. I'm sure it's very tough right now over at the Luker Burstein home and they're both just amazing, lovely people. Yeah, this was uh, terrible information that, mm-hmm. that we heard about and there, there was rumors about it a few weeks ago uh, right yeah. before Danny got hurt uh, and was out of uh, Moulin Rouge for for a little bit. Um, and we were hoping that it was bad information, but unfortunately, uh, it was confirmed, uh, over the weekend. And, uh, I mean, uh, what a, what a couple and what a contribution to Broadway that they, oh, that they make and let's all get in their corner and pull for them. Definitely. All right. First up in the news, Nathan Lane and Lori Metcalf. Yes. What could go wrong there? (laughs) We'll lead a little bit of nothing. Death of a Salesman revival in 2021. Are they swapping roles with Lori? That would be great. I would love that. Do a little bit of Willie Loman, Virginia Wolf stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we don't have quite an official announcement on this, James, but on the most recent episode of The Hollywood Reporters, it happened in Hollywood podcast. Nathan Lane was a guest, and he confirmed he will take on the iconic role of Willie Loman opposite Laurie Metcalf's Linda Loman in a new production of the classic play. The new revival will be produced by our favorite, Scott Rudin. At this point, no further details have been announced, but it echoes the rumors from a couple seasons back when Lane was in Angels in America. Vulture had profiled him at the time, Mm. and he revealed there that he had been in conversations with Joe Mantello helming a production with Lane and Metcalf. Looks like Joe Mantello will, in fact, helm this upcoming production. Says Lane, the show is, quote, scheduled if all the dates work out. So this, like I said, this has been on the table for a bit. He was talking about it when he was doing Angels. This is more of a stronger confirmation of a rumor, though not quite an official confirmation. It's still just Lane saying, yes, we're doing it. And while I believe Nathan Lane, whatever he has to say 100% of the time, not quite the official announcement. But as you said, what can go wrong? Nathan Lane, Laurie Metcalf. Uh, who is definitely the straight play darling at the moment for good reason because she's 
just phenomenal in everything she does. That's, of course, a cast worth seeing. I'm just wondering how many times we're going to do Death of a Salesman. <laughs> because yeah. as much as I want to see them, I would literally see them in anything together. And Nathan Lane seems pretty game to do some weird shows after having done Gary. Yeah. So you could pretty much put them in anything. Yeah, I mean... The, the Death of a Salesman show should be relegated to one night only or benefits or things like that. Uh, you know, let's do a limited we're, run. We're, of... Yeah, we're getting – when was the last one? 2012 with Philip Seymour Hoffman and Andrew Garfield? Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah so, Andrew yeah, Garfield. that that was eight years ago. So, I mean, just how regularly are we going to do this show? It's a great show. Don't get me wrong. And again, I'm going to see it because it's Nathan oh, Lane and the way back have. But once again, you could give Nathan Gary and he'll do it. I'm sure Laurie Metcalf would follow suit with something interesting. And I mean, she did Hillary and Clinton. So she's at least willing to take some risks. So maybe, as you said, fewer Death of a Salesman productions, regardless of if I love the stars or not. This week's episode of Broadway Radio is being brought to you by our friends at ExpressVPN. Some of you oh, might know. Welcome back. What a VPN is. It stands for Virtual Private Network. There are many reasons to use a VPN, but I want to talk about two that I believe are important. The first reason to use ExpressVPN is security. Did you know that, Ashley? I've heard it around town. Yeah. Yes. If you're connected with a public <laughs> Wi-Fi at a network, hotel, airport, coffee shop, or your roommate, there's no way to know how secure the network is. It could be 100% secure. It could be very insecure and showing all of your personal information. We're all a little insecure. Yeah, exactly. If you use ExpressVPN on any of your devices, laptops, phones, tablets, this will prevent anyone else from seeing your personal info. The second reason to use ExpressVPN is to change your location so you can view services that are restricted by location if you want to watch the BBC NT live uh, from the US you can use Express VPN to make them think that you're in the UK and vice versa if you're in another part of the world and want to view PBS great performances use Express VPN to connect to pbs.org you can choose from almost a hundred different countries don't let technology stop you from getting in your Sondheim fix I've used that before but it's so <laughs> true it yes. is so true Express it's always true ExpressVPN is lightning fast. You will not have any buffering issues other than VPN, like other VPN services have. If you visit our special link right now, expressvpn.com slash Broadway, you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Support the show, watch what you want, and protect yourself at expressvpn.com slash Broadway. Very cool. Glad to have them back. Yeah, they're back all this week. Love so, it. Love to see that. What do we have in this week's show schedule? Oh, my goodness. We have a good chunk of shows to look at this week, James. Mainly off-Broadway. Several you mentioned at the top of the show. So let's run through the, those. First up on Monday, we've got a pair opening. Mint Theater Company's Chekhov Tolstoy Love Stories at Theater 4 at Theater Row. And Roundabout's Darling Grenadine at the Black Box Theater. The latter musical directed and written by Daniel Zaychik is currently scheduled for an open-ended run. On Tuesday, Lucas Nath's Dana H. will begin previews at the Vineyard Theater. Directed by Les Waters and starring Deidre O'Connell, the play centers on Nath's mother, told in her own words and reconstructed for the stage. A psych ward chaplain who 
meets a charismatic patient, an ex-convict, in search for redemption. Nate's been on quite a run lately, so we'll be very much looking forward to this new work. Also beginning previews is Katori Hall's The Hot Wing King at Signature Theater, another I'm looking forward to, especially with the food theme. Richard mm-hmm. Greenberg's The Perplexed at Manhattan Theater Club and William Master Simone's Rules of Desire at the Playroom Theater on 46th Street. As for openings, we have Carrie Gitter's The Sabbath Girl at 59 East 59th and Donetta Lavinia Gray's Where We Stand, a co-world premiere by Women's Project Theater and Baltimore Center Stage playing at the McGinn Cazal Theater. Just one show for Wednesday the 12th over at Irish Rep. Lady G plays in Whisperings of Lady Gregory, adapted by Siren O'Reilly, which will open one week later and run through March 22nd at the company's studio theater. Thursday the 13th, though, we have Hilary Bettis's 72 Miles to Go. That will begin preview performances at Roundabout's Lauren Pell's Theater. Uh, Meal Vardis The Sickness will open at the Access Theater. And our biggest show for the week is the highly anticipated Six on Broadway at the Brooks Atkinson Theater. Written by Toby Marlowe and Lucy Moss and directed by Moss and Jamie Armitage, the show is a modern retelling of the lives of the six wives of Henry VIII, presented as a pop concert. Uh, really anxiously excited about the reactions to this one, James. I know it's a little divisive. People seem to either really love it or really hate it. Mr. Tamanini will be at the first preview performance. Mm-hmm. And we've talked in depth on the show about, you know, their additional productions and the stops that they've added. So it will be very interesting to see what this one's life looks like on Broadway. So on Friday the 14th, Valentine's Day, we have the first preview for Unknown Soldier at Playwrights Horizons main stage. This is the latest stage musical from the late Michael Friedman, as well as Daniel Goldstein, and directed by Trip Coleman. They start performances ahead of a March 9th opening. This is probably probably the show I'm most excited about off-Broadway, having spent a lot of time with Michael's work last year. And finally, wrapping up the weekend, we have two shows closing on Saturday. Scott Organ's 17 Minutes at the Bear Group's Main Stage and Brecht Call and Response, an evening of three one-acts from New Light Theatre Project at Paradise Factory. On Sunday, several shows will end their runs off-Broadway, including Forbidden Broadway, The Next Generation at York Theatre at St. Peter's. Well, they they had an extension. I think I think Matt read it wrong last week. Okay, they just keep closing and closing. Yeah, uh, and opening and opening. Jacqueline Novak's "Get on Your Knees" over at the Lucy Lucille Lortel Atlantic Theater Company's Paris. Romeo and Bernadette at ART's Mezzanine Theater, and Sister Calling My Name over at the Sheen Center. You know what David Babbitt would say. Hmm. What? What in this very instance? Always be closing. A B C. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. Okay. So next up, Kelly O. Kelly O. Kelly O. Hara and Lord Benanti and Megan Hilty will launch a new 
Diamond series yeah. at Feinstein's 54 Below. Very fancy. Yeah, Feinstein's 54 Below has announced its new Diamond series with some major names on the ticket. Kelly O'Hara, Laura Bonanti, and Megan Hilty will all perform as part of the new series, which will feature concert-length performances by Broadway luminaries matched with specially curated dinners. O'Hara will perform at the Supper Club on May 12th through the 17th, Bonanti on June 23rd through the 28th, and Hilti on July 28th through August 2nd. All shows will be at 8.30 p.m. According to 54 Below, the ticket price will get you the cost of a three-course dinner, the concert, tax, and tip, as well as a pre-show welcome drink and hors d'oeuvres. That ticket will run you at least $300, and seating is limited. This very much up my alley, James, though I do not have $300 to throw it at. I was thinking about it, though, because this is exactly the kind of thing I would shovel my extra income at uh, trying to think of who I would pay $300 probably Patty and Bernadette but yeah that's always I the mean, case uh, Patty Bernadette sure absolutely uh, wow so uh, Feinstein's going after the high end market big. going you know, big uh, yeah go big or go home that's like the way the it Le- is they're like the Le Bernadette of cabaret and if you get that reference I appreciate you even more <laughs> <laughs> All right. So showing casting news, what do we got? Oh, we got a couple quick bits to wrap up the day. First up over in Emoji Land, the show announced Taylor Amon Jones will temporarily join the cast, stepping into the role of Princess for Leslie Margarita from February 18th to the 23rd. Queen Leslie, or Princess Leslie in this case, will be fulfilling a prior obligation, which is apparently being Lady Gaga, as the internet keeps confusing her Emoji Land look with a leaked Gaga music video. The actual reason is that she'll be over in old London town performing in Zorro the Musical in concert. Emoji Land the Musical runs through March 19th at the Duke on 42nd Street. Always thrilled to see Miss Taylor Armand Jones on the stage. My goodness, love. Encores has completed its casting for its upcoming production of Love Life, starring Kate Baldwin and Brian Stokes Mitchell. John Edwards, Sarah Jean Ford, Isabel Houston, Owen Tabaka, Clark Thorrell will join the show's principal cast. The ensemble includes Adam Bashian, Sarah Bowden, Jonathan Christopher, Carrie Conti, Sarah Esty, and many others, directed by Tony winner Victoria Clark. Gotta love that. The production will run at New York City Center from March 18th through the 22nd. To sandwich the Oscar news at the beginning of the show, we have news from the real biggest award show of the season, James, the Razzies. <laughs> Unsurprisingly, the movie musical adaptation of Cats garnered several nominations, including Worst Picture, Worst Actress, Worst Supporting Actress, Worst Supporting Actor, Worst Director, Worst Screenplay. And finally, bear with me, James, Worst Screen Combo, which got two nominations for, and I quote, any two half-feline slash half-human hairballs, (laughs) and also... Quote, Jason Derulo and his CGI neutered bulge. So, I mean, congrats to all those nominees, I guess. Okay. 
(laughs) (laughs) And finally, another weird one over at the Broadway Theater and out of page six. On Wednesday night, attendees in the first five rows of West Side Story got more than they paid for when they were sprayed with blood during, assumingly, the show's climax. Surprisingly, not one of Van Hova's directorial choices. This was all completely unintentional, allegedly. One hand, one heart. Is that a big blood scene now? It's like Red Wedding? Yeah, I guess so. Everyone dies, and there's some lovely string music. But yeah, uh, Isaac Powell later wrote online, Don't worry, it washes out, and also you're welcome. It's like Tarantino meets Sondheim over there. I don't know what is happening. Oh, boy. Oh, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> Something's coming. Something's Whether it's coming. good or not, we'll, we'll find out, I guess, in a week. Uh, have you seen these, uh, these protests? I have. The, the West Side Story protests. Yes. Uh, and I think Regular there's one. Regular Friday night protests. They're getting a lot of news from, uh, I originally saw an article in The Guardian about it. And I think it's American Theater did one. I know some other big publications have covered it as well. Uh, I think opening night is the next uh, big protest. It should be. Yeah. Pa- power to the people. Power to the people. Uh, so let's end on two really fun things. Did mm, you yeah. see? Did you see Audra's Twitter with her two-year-old friend? I didn't. So somebody tweeted at Audra McDonald, and uh, this little boy is two years old, and he has the A is for Audra book, and he has made Audra his imaginary friend. Oh, and they are trading videos. Me too. They're trading videos on on the Twitter, and it is so adorable. If I you want to start that. off start off Monday morning with a big, huge smile on your face, go check out this uh, tweet from Audra. I'll put it in the show notes as well. We should have started the show with that then. Oh, goodness. I forgot. I forgot <laughs> about it. And then I remembered because Rob sent it over to mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. And uh, our our good friend Rob Johnson uh, sent it over to me. And when I was looking for something else, when I was looking for the next thing I'm going to talk about. Ah, see. The next thing I'm t- going to talk about is that Tracy Letts was on NPR's Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Uh, that I did hear. And over the weekend – Tons and tons of fun. And did you hear Tracy uh-huh. Letts talk about when he has friends that are in a bad show and what he needs? Oh, he just blatantly lies. He needs like, to blatantly that lie. Was fantastic. That was fantastic. That it was, was like fantastic. nothing I've ever seen before. Which I just I I admire that because yeah. that is not in my DNA structure. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I sat here for an hour and a half. Yeah. This is my time. I'm going to tell you how I feel about such show. <laughs> and uh, Peter Sagal asked Tracy <laughs> that, uh, you know, Tracy is in two Academy Award nominated films, which is yeah. amazing. Uh, it was Ford versus Ferrari and Little what? Women. Little women Little right. Women. Yeah. Yeah. And so Peter Sagal said, hey, Tracy, ever, you know, you're on set and you're like, uh, you know, go over to the writers and say, hey, you know, I think I should offer some advice oh, yeah. here because I have a Pulitzer. It's <laughs> <You know? laughs> like no one would hire me. Yeah, I, would no. wa- I wouldn't want to work with someone like that. No, so I check do. out those two things. Yes. Audra on Twitter. Wait, wait, don't tell me with Tracy mm-hmm. Letts. 
tons of fun. Great way to start your Monday. Absolutely. All right, Ashley, get us out of here. All right. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Be sure to head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio or broadwayradio.com slash patreon to back us if you haven't already, especially to follow around with uh, Sir Tamanini as you get gallivants through Manhattan. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, This is Ashley. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for starting off your week with us. And uh, don't forget to check out our friends at ExpressVPN.com slash Broadway. And uh, Ashley and I will be back and talk with you tomorrow. Tomorrow.